0: It's my favorite Christmas song when Jason sings it by himself. He won't do it by himself. But I really enjoy it when he sings it. It's a great song. Turn your Bibles, if you will, today to Psalms 27. The theme this week is He is Lord. Last week is He is coming but this week, he is Lord. And then I want to add something to that. And I want you to ask your question. It says, he is Lord. But I want to ask you to ask yourself, but is he really Lord? Is he Lord? I want us to stand this morning as we go to the word and prepare ourselves to hear what he would have to say to us. Let's read this together aloud. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your degrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your degrees. I will not neglect your word. We're going to read the first four verses of Psalms 27. Inside the Christmas story, Every time that uh, God speaks to any of the characters in the Christmas story, nearly every time he says, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. And why does he say that? Because they're afraid, they're afraid. And in the world we live in, there's lots of fear. There's lots of fear. We're afraid of everything. We take out insurance because we're afraid. We have airbags in our cars and seatbelts because we're afraid. We're afraid all the time. There's everything we're afraid of. And I want you to know that the word says that if the Lord is our Lord, that we don't have to fear. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be things happening in our life, but we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to live in fear. And so God spoke this into the life of the characters in the Christmas story. And uh, most of them were probably very well aware of Psalms 27. Mary and Joseph had read Psalms 27 or had it read to them. They were familiar with Psalms 27. Uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth were very aware of Psalms 27. They had heard this before. And I imagine that when the angels came and spoke to them that this Psalm came to their mind. Because they had heard it all their life. And I want you to read this together. We're not going to read it out loud, but I want you to read along with me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then, I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord. That this, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Let's pray. Father God, today, I pray that as we come and open your word, I pray that during this season, Father, you would help us to know that because Jesus has come... We don't have to fear. If we have put our hope in him, if we have uh, brought ourselves into a right relationship with you, Father, we have nothing to fear. And I pray today, Lord, that you would help us to make you Lord of our life, to let everything, to place everything in our lives under your rulership today. Father, speak to us through your word. We need you to come and speak. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that you are taking part in our Advent study. Like I said, we've got a few books left here, and we'd like for each family to have one, but this is all that we have. It's all that we could get. Uh, But we want to help you take your family through this. We were talking last Sunday night and uh, talking about some families, and said that they had really enjoyed just getting together and their kids together and everybody sitting together and reading together and going through Advent together. And we want to encourage you to do that. And you might say, well, I didn't do that this week. You still got three weeks left. You got three weeks left. And I want to encourage you to do this. Take time to make Christmas and this season, this Advent season, what it needs to be. And last week we talked about he is coming. We are to be prepared. We are to be ready. We are to watch. And this week we're talking about he is Lord. And I've added the question, but is he Lord? Lord. He is Lord, whether you recognize that or not, whether you believe that or not, he is Lord. But is he Lord of your life? Jesus is the Lord. He's the Lord of everything. He was in creation. He has always been. He always will be. He is God's son. He is his one and only son. He is the Lord. He is Lord whether you believe it or not. And millions of people are walking around and they don't even recognize that Jesus is Lord. He gives them life. He sustains them. The breath of life that they have in them comes from him and yet they don't recognize that Jesus is Lord. We were in the mall this last week and we did a little scavenger hunt. And uh, Cindy and Pastor Kelsey put together a scavenger hunt for the kids, and we all went there. And it was a it was a dangerous mission, turning loose all these kids inside the mall. Uh, but we had close supervision, and everyone, most everyone, made it back. You now we all made it back. But they had different things that you had to take a picture of. And your group all had to be in the picture, and you had to take your picture with this. And they had like Christmas trees and Santa and uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Grinch and food and things like this. And one of the uh, things that you had to take a picture of was the nativity, was a nativity set, much like this one right here. And so we started looking we started looking for a nativity set and they had, we had, I don't know how many things, we probably had 40 things to find and our group, man, I mean, we just blew through them. We were finding stuff left and right. And I thought, man, we got this, we got this licked. We're going to, we're going to do really good. And then it came to the old nativity set and we looked high and low and we could not find Jesus anywhere. And we found a lot of Santas And we found a lot of christmas trees and we found a lot of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and we found a lot of i mean we would see stuff over and over again that we'd already taken pictures of and our kids would go oh i see that and i was like dude we already got that we don't need that and they'd be like well there's another one yeah we need to find jesus in the manger and all this stuff so i went into the uh uh, the home part of jc pennies thinking maybe there would be something there And there was a lady there. And I said, uh, I said, ma'am, do you have a uh, nativity set for sale? I said, we'd like to find a nativity set. And uh, she said, a what? And I said, a nativity set. And she said, "What's, what's that? And I said, you know, the baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph. And then I was probably a little snide. And I said, you know what Christmas is all about? And Wyatt was Wyatt was standing by me, and he went. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "You know what Christmas is all about?" And she goes, "I oh, know. We don't have, we don't have any of that. That place had decorations from one end to the other. They had everything, but they didn't have anything about what Christmas was all about." And uh, so Wyatt goes, "Let's go to another store," and you ask him the same question. <laughs> He said, I want you to say again, you know what Christmas is all about and see what they do, you know. But I'm going to tell you what, and even in, our, even in our small group time Sunday night, one of the people that was sharing in there said, we celebrated Christmas for years and never celebrated Jesus. Jesus was never part of what we did on Christmas. We got together and we ate and we got together and we exchanged gifts and we got together and we enjoyed the time together, but Jesus had no part of our celebration. And I got to think, that, I can't even imagine that. I can't, that's, that doesn't even fit into my head. But there are millions of people millions of people the mall just says what the culture is and the culture is we're all about everything else and there was one store dillard's praise god for dillard's no i don't even know if i need to praise god but dillard's had a nativity it was back in the corner by an old barbecue grill no it was but they had they had a nativity they had a nativity dillard's had one but there was only one i think there was only one in the whole place And that's kind of the way the world is. We've got all this and that, and we talk about this and that, and it's hard to see what you're supposed to see in the middle of this season if you're not really looking. I'm telling you what, if you don't introduce this into your family, it will not be introduced by the world. If if you're not sitting down with your family, and you don't have to use this book, but do something... Do something and say this is what we're talking about when people are talking about advent when people are talking about christmas this is what it's about it's not about all the decorations and i'm not here's the deal i'm not against decorations i'm not against that stuff i'm not against that at all but that cannot be what it's about and if you don't introduce that and if you don't make that a point in your family they will not get it anywhere else they will not get it at school. They will not get it at the mall. They're not going to get it on the internet. It's going to be bye, bye, by Decoration, decoration, decoration. And it's not going to be it. And you're going to have to do this. And God has called us to, to talk about these things and make sure that we're celebrating in the way that we need to. And we need to be talking about that Jesus is Lord. And we live in a culture where People don't believe this. Many people believe there is a God, but they don't believe that Jesus is Lord. They don't believe that he needs to be Lord of their life. And I'd say that there's lots of people, even in churches all over America, probably sitting here this morning, people who believe that Jesus is Lord, but he is not allowed to be Lord of their life. You believe that he's real, but you will not allow him to rule over you. You see the, you see that he is Lord, but and he is Lord, but you have to allow him to be Lord, and he will not force himself on you. God is, Jesus is far too loving. He will not say, you're gonna do what I want you to do. You know, you can't have love like that. Love has to be a give and take. We were talking about that in Sunday school this morning, and my senior year, uh, my wife finally woke up to the fact that I was, on the planet at all I don't think she even knew I existed up until then I knew that she existed we had dated for a short time in second grade that she doesn't remember at all I'd had a crush on her for years and years and she never knew I was even around can you imagine if about my junior year I was thinking you know this this is not going to work she's going to have to notice me and I came up to her and said okay woman me and you are getting married and you're going to love me she would have called me a creeper and slapped me and that would have been the end of it okay God does not come to you and say you will love me you will do it because that's not how love works love is I will and give and take and and you have to both people have to consent or there is no love you can walk up to someone and say you love me and they go hmm no I really don't now, yes, you do. You're going to, and they're, gonna, they're not going to give that back to you. Love is this. And Jesus offers himself to us. He offers his free grace. He offers these things to us. But we have to say, am I going to do this? And we have to say that we will let him uh, be uh, the Lord of our life. And uh, we have to allow him to do that. But many people are afraid to do that. They're afraid of that. Well, in in the culture we live in there're lots of uh, men who are who are afraid to commit you know they like to date and they like to to uh, be in a relationship but if you nail them down and say okay you it's time it's time to get married and and get into this they go mm, I don't want to do that they're afraid they're afraid and many people are afraid to be in a relationship with the Lord. They're afraid to let him be Lord of their life. They're afraid of allowing Jesus to rule over their life. They're afraid that I'm going to have to give up something. Man, if I let God in my life, I'm going to have to give up all these things that I, that I do. Or they're afraid that, that God's going to ask him to do something. What, what if God asked me to do something? What would I do? Or they're afraid that, that they won't be in control. And I'm going to tell you, you won't be. And and they're afraid of that because they cannot give up control of their life. They feel like they have to control everything. And here's the deal. Serving God is not easy. But he says that if you serve me, you do not have to be afraid. You do not have to be afraid. And, uh, and you don't have to be afraid of what you give up. People are going to miss... I'm, I'm just going to kind of go back over these. But people, millions of people are going to miss what God has for them. And they're going to miss heaven for some of the dumbest things that you can imagine. They're going to miss heaven because they would not give up this... Or they would not give up that. Or they said, I have to have this in my earthly walk. If there's anything in your life that you say, I must have, I'm going to tell you, you're in trouble. If there's anything that you say, I cannot live without this. Or I cannot have, I will not go without this. Or I will not this or I will not that. I'm going to tell you, you're in trouble. Because we have to be able to give up everything to him. And I I'm not saying that God's going to ask for whatever it is. I mean, a lot of people are like, I'm afraid God's going to ask for this. He may. He may not. But you have to be willing to give him everything. He has to have everything. And people are going to miss heaven because they will not give up the things of this world. They will not give up wealth, or they will not give up fame, or they will not give up notoriety, or they will not give up their... Relationship, I mean, kids or whatever. They say, I'm going to have this or I've got to have that or whatever it is. The second group is afraid of what God's going to ask them to do. Many people will not allow themselves in a real relationship with Jesus for fear of what he's going to ask them to do. Lots of, and so like I told you, men are, there's lots of men who are afraid to even date because they're afraid they're going to get married someday. I'm not going to date because then I, I might get married. You know What? people live through marriage. They do. Some people even enjoy it. It's, I think it's wonderful. I think it's a wonderful thing. But what happens is lots of time you have husbands and wives and they get around their friends and they're like, "Oh, my wife and my husband. That's what Jim Deal always said. And they, you know, the old guys at work are like, my wife's this and my wife's that. And all these young guys that ain't married, they're like, good grief. I don't, I don't want to get married. That sounds like prison. That sounds like this or that or whatever. And they're like, well, I don't want to get married. Or here's the deal. This is what's happened in our culture. They've watched their mom and dad. And they've watched their mom and dad fight and carry on for years and years. And it gets old enough for them to get married. And they go, I don't want any of that. I don't want to have any part of that. And it's the same way in the church. We get in the church and we're Christian. And we talk about the people that we go to church with. And we talk about, oh, well, God made me do this and God made me do that. I'm going to tell you what. If somebody was around you, would they even want to be a Christian? I mean, ask yourself, are you helping out the kingdom, Oh I'm to go serve Jesus today. I'm going to tell you, I probably didn't get any jewels in my crown yesterday. I didn't want to walk in the cold, you know. And I probably didn't sound very happy, you know. But I was really glad I did after I did it. But sometimes you're like, oh, I've got to go to church today. Oh, I've got (laughs) to go. Have you read Psalms 27? That I could dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Just never even leave. I'm telling you what, as soon as I say the final amen, amen. like somebody opened a gate somewhere and people run out of here. That hurts my feelings. (laughs) Do you hear this guy? He's like, man, I just want to stay here. I just want to stay here. What if, what if that was your attitude at work? I just wanted to stay and just stay in fellowship with my church last night. I we got, done, we got done yesterday, and it was cold, and we were freezing. And we, I absolutely, I'm not speaking for anybody else. I had a ball. I had a ball. Gary, did you have a ball? It was wonderful. It was wonderful. We got to, we, and, God, and folks, that's what God's called us to. He's called us to come together and live together. To where when we see our people that we go to church with, we're like, man, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to go through life together with you. When I see people out in, in town, I'm like, man, I'm glad I get to go through life with them. I see Linda over at the restaurant. I'm like, I'm so glad Linda's part of our church. And that's the way it should be. But sometimes we're all, rah, rah, and you're do, you do that at work and your people go, and then you say, hey, you want to come? You want to come to church with me? no. It doesn't sound like that's what I would want to do. You know? Think about it. Think about it. This is what, this is what God has called. We do this. We, we, and, and we're all guilty of it. And God forgive us for that. But we're, we're afraid that God... What, people would get afraid of what God's going to ask them to do. And the last group of people is afraid that they're going to lose control. And the truth of the matter is, this is the issue all around. Well, I'm going to have to let God control my life what would god know about anything who's he think he is anyway god i mean it's not like he made everything or knows everything about me or knows the future or oh wait he does wouldn't that be the guy that you would want to be in control wouldn't that be the guy the guy with infinite resources that's the guy i want to be friends with The guy who sees what's coming down the pike, sees what's coming in the future. That's the guy I want to be friends with. That's the guy I want to be relationship. That's the guy I want to get my my, uh, direction from. I want him directing me all the way. And people think, oh, well, if I serve God, then everything's going to be great and everything's going to be wonderful. I'm not saying that at all. That doesn't mean... uh, uh, that, that it 's going to be that way, but but we just want to, we just want to be in control in just a few weeks. Luke is going to go to africa he 's going to go to Africa to deep, dark africa actually it 's not deep or dark we're preparing him for Africa. <laughs> he is living in the most destitute place, <laughs> one of the most destitute places on god 's green earth my trailer house that I live in, our camper trailer, he is going to go to Africa, and he's going to walk in the bathroom and go, look, an adult-sized toilet, a shower, a real shower. He is so, we're going to, he's going to be so prepared that when he gets to Africa, he's, it's going to be like, the best place in the world. And we're doing that out of love for you. I'm putting aside, getting our house ready. Me and your mother are doing that for it. We want him to be able to say to all these friends, you know what my mom and dad did for me? They camped with me for a month before I went to Africa. Now, don't tell everybody it was in your backyard, but that's what we're doing. But anyway, uh, what if Luke, when he's getting ready to go to Africa, he gets on the plane and says, Hey, look, I'll go to Africa, but only if I can drive. I'll go, but only if I get to drive the plane because I really don't trust you. Here's the deal. He wouldn't make it to Africa. All right. He probably would make it to heaven, but he wouldn't make it to Africa. And that's the way we are. We're like, I want, I'll go, but only if I can be in control. And, and, it be, and, and we, we want to drive our life. And it's just as ridiculous for Luke to try to drive a plane as it is for us to try to drive our lives. We act like we know everything. We act like we, I could, Oh, I, I think I can figure this out. No, you can't. God says, come under my control. Come under my control. Let me be Lord of your life. Let me be in control. And Jesus is Lord. And we need to just say, God, I just trust you. I just trust you. Whom shall I fear? What shall I fear? And throughout the Christmas story, you hear this: "Fear not, fear not, fear not." One of the greatest examples of following, of, of coming under uh, the rule of God and Jesus, and God being Lord over life is Mary. Man, Mary is she's is something else. Uh, we got to go watch uh, the Christmas story down there at the sight and sound. And Mary, she just—I mean, she just she just says, "God, whatever you want, whatever you want." And the angel comes and says, Blessed, you're blessed above all women. And I imagine at first she was like, Yeah, I'm going to have God's son. You're blessed. You know what? Sometimes blessed doesn't look like much fun, though. And I'm sure after she got past the main thing of that, she was like, Oh, And I got to tell my parents, I'm going to have God's son. I got to tell my parents this and then I got to tell my fiance this and then I got to tell my friends and my family but I'm sure they'll all understand that out of all the women in all of history the Holy Spirit has brought forth a son in me a virgin and I'm going to tell you that you have to know and we kind of saw that portrayed but I've always thought in my mind man I would hate to have to tell that to anybody I mean and her parents loved her and they trusted her and their trusted loving righteous daughter comes to them and says I'm pregnant and I have not been with a man Now I don't know how you would react but I'd be like what That would be hard for me to believe and and uh, it just would it would. And this is, and, and, and they say, blessed, you're blessed, you're blessed. And people scorned her and her family probably disshamed shamed her and shunned her. and And she had to go through all that. And yet the word says that she was blessed. And I want you to know that sometimes when you follow God, I want you to know that you will be blessed, but it might not look like it when you're going through it. It might not feel like it when you're going through it. And God does not guarantee us that we will have wealth but he does guarantee us that we will be blessed. And he does not guarantee us with fame or popularity or that people will like us, but he does guarantee us that we will be blessed. And those who are blessed are those who say that Jesus is Lord. And Mary said, let it be so. And the word says that she was a righteous woman and she was taking part in all of the rituals she was supposed to. And her heart was right and she was following God and she knew this psalm. She had read this song. She had committed it to her heart. And when God came, he says to her, fear not, fear not. And she does not fear because she knows that Jesus is Lord. Now, she had some hard days ahead of her. She had experience that no other, no other uh, person has ever had. She went through things that no other, no other person has ever gone through. But she also had blessings that no other person had can you imagine i mean all you moms have some special days with your kids but can you imagine that you're at home alone and god himself takes his first step that's kind of a neat deal i would think i think she would just be like i was there when god incarnate spoke his first words and it was probably Mama. Wouldn't that be neat? I wish they'd have wrote that in the Bible. And Jesus said, Mama. <laughs> I mean, that'd been his first words. That'd been awesome. I mean, she had some great experiences. But man, she had some hard ones too. And the angel told her, he said, Your heart's gonna be pierced over this deal. You're blessed. You are blessed. Blessed. And everybody's like, Yeah, but your heart's gonna be pierced over this deal. Her son died at a young age, and it wasn't like he got sick or something like that. It was the most humiliating death you could have. You do not want to say, you know, that Rome crucified my son. (coughs) You don't do that. And she watched it. She watched her son die. She watched him. He was beat to a pulp, and then they hung him on a cross, and then they stabbed him with a I almost said a fork. They stabbed him with a spear. And she sees the whole thing. But she's blessed. She's blessed. I'm going to tell you what, folks. Sometimes when you say, God, I'm going to come under your lordship and you're going to be lord of my life, I promise you, you will be blessed. But there may be some days when it doesn't feel like it, but you still are. And the Lord's going to have to come, and He has come to say that, and He has said this to me time and time again, and He will say that to you. Fear not, fear not. We had several times when we had our, our when our kids were at home, and we just had to say, you know, Lord, you're just going to have to take care of them. And if you have kids, that's the way it's going to be. You're just going to say, God, you you're just going to you just got to have them. And I remember every day. They would get in the car, and they were young drivers. We would put them in that car, and they'd head out to Springfield. Every day, they drove that ride to Springfield. Every day. And I was just like, God, you have to take care of them. No fear. And then they went to college, and they went to mission trips. And, and we just said, God, you can have them. You, you have them. We, we're not going to fear over this. And they came and said, hey, we're going to get married. And we're like, Okay. You know, you're following the Lord and we trust you. And we didn't have fear during those things. And then they said, we've got, we're going to go, we're going to get jobs and we're going to work here and we're going to work there. And we're going to move this away from you and we're going to move farther away from you. And then we're moving back with you. And then we're going to Africa. No fear. And you say, well, pastor, aren't you afraid? No. No. I can stand before you today and say, I'm not afraid of Luke going to Africa. I have concerns that he will lose all of his stuff while he's there. Because we looked for an hour for his keys and uh, we worry about those kinds of things. But I don't want him here. You understand that? I don't want him here if he's supposed to be there. Because he said, The Lord's the Lord of my life, and this is where I want to go. And this is where God has for me. You understand that. You understand that. Your little girl comes and says, Hey, I'm gonna go to Africa. Huh. That's where you want her. It's exactly where she's supposed to be. And that's gonna be in your life. I don't know what your kids are gonna do or what your life's gonna bring. But when you live in that place and God says, fear not, you can say, let it be as you have said. But it's only when you're under his lordship that you can do that because he says here, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. I've come under the rulership of the Lord. Whom shall I be afraid? But I'm going to tell you this morning, if you're not under the lordship of Jesus, you should be scared to death because you're in a bad place. So you're not under His protection. You're not under His lordship. You're not following His direction. You're out there on your own. You're flying the plane by yourself. I'm gonna tell you, I don't want to fly it. Don't you? I just love riding. I just love it when someone else is driving. We got in the car this morning. Cindy goes, "I want you to drive." I'm like, oh. I hate to drive. I just like to ride. I just like to ride. I get on the plane. I don't walk up there in the cabin and say, okay, guys, you got all this under control. I don't even care. I don't care. I just trust them. Yeah, go, let's go. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to live that life to where we can say, this is what I want you to do. Yes, Lord, yes. Mary was there. I am going to bring a blessing on your life. It is going to break your heart. It is going to pierce your soul. It is going to bring all kinds of tragedy to your life. But you will be blessed. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I keep coming back to Mary because she's a great example. And this is what God has for us. And he wants us to come under him and live that. Mary lived Psalms 27. And we read her story. And we know that she used to read this story as well. But God wants this to be the story of your life as well. Luke 1:37 says for no word from God will ever fail. And I just want to ask you today, is Jesus the lord of your life? Is Jesus the lord of your life? See the this week the theme is he is lord. But is he lord this morning? I got up real early this morning and I have worked for days to try to figure out how to end this thing. And it just doesn't seem very right to me. I have, I just, this morning I just got up and I said, Lord, I just, this doesn't feel like it ends right. And he says, dude, because that's what he calls me. (laughs) He says, dude, I got it. You have to ask those two questions. You have to just say it. He is Lord, but is he Lord? And when I say that this morning, you know. You know in your heart right now. If I took you and said, okay, is Jesus Lord of your life? You know right now, instantly, you know. Yes, he is or mm, he's not. I want you to stand. I want you to come, Lance. and We're just going to open up the altars for just a moment. Jesus is Lord. He is Lord. But my question to you this morning is He Lord? is he lord of your life have you given everything over to him does everything operate from what he thinks is this what you do does how you spend your money does how you raise your family does how you relate to your wife does how you relate to your kids does how you study at school does the way you act in school does, does everything come under his lordship because he is lord whether you believe it or not whether you live it or not whether you think that's true or not he is lord But is he Lord this morning in your life? Is he Lord? If he's not, he can be. If he's not, he can be. Right now, all you got to do is come and say, God, I give you everything. I want to come underneath your Lordship. I want you to be Lord. Is he Lord this morning? We're going to sing just a quick song. If the word word is spoke to you this morning, and you answer, no, he is not Lord. He can be right now. We're going to open up the altars. If you need to pray, come right now and pray and just make him Lord of your life right now.